Good afternoon everyone. I'm Megan Amore from A Place Called Birth and it's time. Time for me to record another podcast. Time for me to share my first birth experience. I purposefully put out on my social media that I was going to do this to hold myself accountable because to be honest this is really hard so firstly I want to say thank you to everyone the 716 of you that have listened to my podcasts thus far (laughs) gosh you totally fill my heart with gratitude so thank you so much yeah it's time Um, I've avoided this I'm going to be really honest in this podcast um, I've avoided it. Even now, I'm sweating. My body's getting hot. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm having a psychophysical response in my body through all the thoughts and the feelings that are coming up from around my first birth experience. And you'll probably hear it in my voice as well. <clears throat> yeah, throat chakra is going crazy right now. So excuse me if I cough and clear my energy, but it's, it's a biggie. Um, what gave me the push to finally record this uh, three things three is my favorite number by the way yesterday I went to the birth without fear conference in Brisbane January Hershey um, is touring and she's um, talking about birth without fear and her personal story and she's inspiring thousands if not millions Um, So please check out her pages, Birth Without Fear. Her name is January. She is amazing, honest, upfront. She gets personal and she's got six children and she's rocking it. (laughs) She's rocking motherhood. She's also rocking her life. And um, I met her yesterday and as you'll see on my social media pages, she's amazing. She's beautiful. Um, I had the absolute privilege of being in the same room with her. So Birth Without Fear conference yesterday sparked me to finally do this. And the second person that said that made me feel like, yep, I need to do this, was I was sitting um, on the break at lunch and this beautiful girl, Jess, who I'd never met, happened to be sitting next to me. And when I introduced myself to the table, said, I'm Megan Amore, she said, oh my God, you're Megan Amore. That's amazing. I follow you on Instagram. I listen to your podcasts. They are so good. And the way she responded to me and my podcast and knowing that she was sitting next to me was just, oh my God, it was just beyond. And I said that to her. I said, thank you so much for saying that to me. You've totally made my day, if not week, if not year. Um, Thank you. That means so much to me. So she actually just inboxed me on Instagram. And funny enough, I was about to hit record to do this. And I said to her, you've inspired me to do it so that's the second reason the third is I met Angela Gallo yesterday Angela Gallo is a poet a doula a speaker she moves you and just forces you to turn within and shine your brightest version of yourself um she spoke yesterday about living with masks and this is 100% a mask that I've lived behind for 22 years. I am unveiling 
that particular mask today and quite a few more actually thanks Angela um, yeah she certainly is stunning on all levels she had what I felt mostly from Angela Gallo yesterday is her heart man she's got a big heart and she holds space for a lot of people she generally just wants you to be freaking epic and I'm all for that so Angela January and Jess 100% thank you for inspiring me and to everyone else on my social media that I've either taught here on the Gold Coast hypnobirthing or I've been your doula or I've done a massage with you or you're on my social media going yes share that story Megan we want to hear it in the meanwhile I'm having like a mini heart attack thinking about doing it so <laughs> here it is now I'm removing this mask now also I'm doing it for myself it is time for me to be the best version of me and it starts today day one so that's amazing but I'm also doing it for you guys because I want you I want to inspire you and I want you to know that no matter how your birth turned out it's okay what happened to you during your birth yeah it might might have rocked your world like it rocked mine um it may have even it may still be affecting you it may have spiraled you into postnatal depression Uh, it may have caused a relationship breakup it may have caused you to hide behind your story but I want to inspire you and I want you to know that firstly it's okay and secondly please seek help if you are holding on to a negative birth story or some trauma Um, it doesn't define you as a person today yes it happened to you it wasn't amazing it made you feel abc but please work through it debrief it get a professional get some help burn some palo santo write it down go to a healer get acupuncture see a psychologist go to a counselor write a letter to your obstetrician have some massage swim in the ocean do what your higher self is telling you to do to heal from this scenario it is so so important that you actually address this really really important so i'm doing that today for me and yeah my body's heating up (laughs) but let me move forward um so 22 years ago 23 years ago I was off traveling to Ireland by myself because that's the country I needed to go to. I had such an affinity with that country. I don't even know why. I I know now, but I didn't know then. So I met this person, a male, and he we we connected on a level, and um, he came with me, and. We travelled for 11 months and we lived in Ireland for six of that and that's where my son Liam was conceived. So I came home from that trip knowing that I wasn't going to be with the father of my child forever. He wasn't, I certainly had him in my, will have him in my life forever because we share a child. That was the only thing that we, we came together for. So... I knew from the beginning, particularly being overseas and coming home pregnant, that I wasn't going to be in a relationship with him. 
So we went through the pregnancy, we, we lived together, we kind of knew it wasn't really going to work, but I think somewhere in there he wanted to be the person that didn't leave while I was pregnant. <laughs> Isn't that funny? So um, my membranes released, my waters broke. When I was rolling over in bed one night, pretty much had just packed my bag because I was going to go and stay with a girlfriend. I'd sort of had enough of living a lie, living in a relationship where I, I to be honest, and I'm going to be honest, we did not connect. Um, I didn't particularly like him as a person. I didn't like his energy. He was quite pessimistic. He, um, uh, we had such different beliefs. I, I was a, I, I was, I'm positive and I see the positivity and I want joy in my life and he would overanalyze things and bring that down and turn lots of stuff to negativity. So he was someone I really didn't want to be around. But I was about to have a baby. So my waters broke and um, we went down to Tweed Heads Hospital and they kept breaking. I was hopping out of the car and I had towels everywhere and there was just so much amniotic fluid like it was timely and was coming it was amazing so um I I got admitted and nothing else was happening no other signs of um labor happening so we got popped in a room that wasn't a birth suite it was about 11 30 at night so she just said why don't you just go to sleep so I remember hopping up on the bed and dozing off um and it started so I got some strong surges coming along a few hours later which was great Um, and labor kicked in kicked in beautifully kicked in really naturally I had promised my sister who's 13 months older than me that she would come to my birth Um, she hadn't had children we're very different we were we were we were close but we weren't like we were on different levels but she's always been um regarding my births and my children her nieces and nephews very supportive very present um, when she lived here so back then she was quite young um even though um, she was older than me she was quite young if you know what I mean so she actually had been out this was a Saturday night by the way she'd had some drinks um she had been smoking I think she had some had some pot um so I still welcomed her into my birth space and for a long time looking back at all of that I actually regret that I didn't really train her on what to do knowing what I know now she didn't give me the support I needed I wasn't clear with her um I didn't want my hospital robe on so every time I had a surge, I just got hot and I was pulling it off and I was exposing my boobs and she just kept coming up and just gently sort of covering my, my nipples. I'm like getting cranky her, going, just leave me, do my thing, you know, and she was kind of like, yeah, not really knowing what to do. So that made me feel unsupported. I already felt unsupported because of my relationship. We weren't connected. Um, I felt like my son's dad was literally just watching me labor and waiting for it to finish and not knowing what was going to happen um we did not take responsibility for our birth education um I probably read a book and spoke to a few girlfriends I'd had been at one birth two years prior birth of my best friend um 
and it was induced and traumatic. She was basically on her back birthing on a stainless steel table and it was pretty horrific. So that was my experience. I was coming off. I was also coming off my mum not liking her births and being very frightened for me. My mum was induced early because her babies were going to grow too big. First baby, my brother was just over 10 pound. Her tearing story was horrific, so it already that made me feel really frightened, beyond belief. So me going into this labour, I not only felt frightened, I felt alone, I felt judged. I didn't know what I was doing. I it was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. Each contraction was just almighty. And I couldn't, I didn't know what to do. I wasn't embracing it. I was trying to climb out of my body. I remember there was no midwife around. I remember there was a student midwife who came in and they were obviously just using me as a bit of a trial for her for certain things. She was frightened. She hadn't been at many births. She offered me a birth stool and I sat on it and I had a contraction on it, a surge on it, and I just went, no, get me off that. So I couldn't really escape which is such a horrific feeling. You feel trapped from that. You feel out of control from that. And all the while my body body's trying to birth my baby and I'm trying to close off and shut down. So I had the obstetrician come in. Clearly the midwives were handling me to a degree, but 16 hours of hard, intense labour, I had an obstetrician come in. His name, I'll never forget, Chris Margin. He said, just hop up on the bed. We'll see how you're going. I'll do a little exam for you. And I said, okay. Um, I was having those surges come on pretty strong and pretty close together. So he put a rubber glove on. He said, just lie back a little bit. He placed most of his hand up my vagina in my birth path, he, without warning, stretched my cervix. I screamed. He said, there you go. That should be better. Let's see how you go now. All done for you. And I was, it was the most excruciating pain. It was worse than the surges. I looked at him and I said, if you come near me again, I will punch you in the face. And he was a little shocked at that. I'm 5'1", I'm petite. I was not coping. He completely entered my birth space and without permission, stretched my cervix and caused pain. My heart just sank and I cried and cried and cried and then these surges were coming on. My sister didn't know what to do. My son's dad was just like, I don't even know. He just, I don't even think I knew he was there anymore. Obstetrician left, the midwives did a little bit of there, there, pat on the shoulder. And I was expected to have a great birth after that. From that, I felt abandoned, ashamed, violated. I felt so let down 
and my fear just went through the roof. I, d- I completely just shut down. I felt like my whole inner, like my inner, my soul, my woman, my everything, my ancestries, my my mind, my body just like fell and hit the ground and I actually probably died. Part of me would have definitely died. And I just couldn't come back from that. I gave up. Those feelings have been with me for some time and have played out in lots of my relationships. But after that, I never saw that obstetrician again. I was told by the midwives I was to have an emergency cesarean because I wasn't dilating past eight centimetres, which confused me because he stretched my cervix and said, there you go, you're 10 now, all done for you. Like he was God, he was almighty, and that brings up some strong feelings. I never said yes to that. I was prepared for a cesarean. I was wheeled down the Tweed Heads Hall into the lift on a bed. Um, I was then down in the operating theatre, given the epidural. Mind you, feeling that epidural come on was just like, fantastic, I'm going to just go and hide again. I can't feel anything. My son was born via C-section. He was taken away. That part is almost worse than the obstetrician manually stretching my cervix without permission, causing me to feel extremely violated and ashamed. I was then taken to recovery. His dad went upstairs to nursery with him and got to hold him. I sat and laid in recovery, unable to move any part of my body from the chest down, the waist down, sorry, for half an hour. It seemed like hours. Now the nurse, the male nurse sitting there beside my bed was in his 20s, maybe mid to late 20s, I was 24, reading a woman's day, not talking to me, not consoling me, not helping me, just sitting there checking my obs every now and then and I kept saying to him, can I see my baby now? He just said, no, we've got to wait here. A few minutes later, can I go see my baby now? The emotions that were going through my heart and soul were just killing me. I had just been through the most horrific experience of my life and I was 24 and this was my first baby. I just was confused. I'm like, why is this happening to me? What did I do to deserve this? I was blaming myself. I had failed at birth. (laughs) Friends before me had also on some level failed but they had had a vaginal delivery I had had 16 hours of intense labour, feeling alone and frightened, to have then had surgery for my baby to be removed. I know today it was my lack of preparation, lack of education, um, choosing the wrong people to be in my birth space. And yeah, I was definitely uneducated. So I do take full responsibility for that part but the way that that obstetrician made me feel and no one explained to me that I will be separated from my baby. No one even explained to me that after a C-section you can have skin to skin in recovery. You just need to get a midwife or a nurse that can spend that half an hour with you while your baby has skin to skin 
and breast crawls. No one told me in that moment getting prepped for, prepped for that season that I could have delayed cord clamping or a maternal mother-led C-section. So then what happened was I was wheeled up to the nursery and I finally got to hold my baby. And I was disconnected. I didn't feel those vibes that my friends had met, made, sorry, that my friends had had um, all those beautiful feelings. I, I felt like I need to get out of here. I had to stay in hospital for four nights because I had had a um, surgery. I'd had a C-section. I was in so much pain. I couldn't walk. Um, he was breastfeeding okay and my milk came in probably because I was really healthy and young and I wanted so much for the afterbirth to be so much better than my birth experience. My pregnancy was amazing. I felt so good. I was glowing. Um, I just loved my pregnant body and I loved feeling him and nurturing him and, and I welcomed this baby so much and then it just all just completely went in a direction I did not see coming. So I had the nurse coming to my home for the first six weeks and I never really knew she was coming. I was random days and I didn't really know what was happening with breastfeeding. Um, my mum at this point had decided that I needed to just figure this out on my own. Again, probably a definite time in my life where I felt abandoned and um, alone and very frightened post-birth, not having my mum, who was quite disconnected from her births as well. So hmm, <laughs> there is a strong connection there. So I didn't know when to feed my baby. I was juggling that. I was guessing that. I know lots of mums do, but I remember um, uh, Liam crying for, for breast and um, his dad saying, well, it's not three hours yet and making me feel bad that I had to wait, otherwise he's going to get too used to me picking him up all the time. And I mean, that's just, listening to myself say that now is just absolutely horrific. Um, I was disempowered. I had no strength. I had really had no way to just say, well, hang on a minute, I'm going to feed my baby because it feels right for me. No instinctive feelings and no voice to be able to say, you know what, I, I'm not doing what you're doing. I'm going to do what I do which is kind of very much our relationship, which is a big reason why I never stayed. Um, yeah. <laughs> so when she walked in, this midwife on this particular day, Liam was crying a lot and um, I was just sort of beside the bassinet trying to just calm him down. She said, pick him up and feed him. And I went, oh, thank God, you know. So from then on, she just like, demand feed. Please just demand feed whenever he needs. Wear him, carry him, feed him all the time, let him sleep with you. Um, and then eventually he'll get into his own little sort of hangout period and relax and have a, have a feed every three hours. So um, that was good. <laughs> now, I tried to stay in that relationship for quite some time and, and be the happy family and wear that mask of, I have a family, we're all together, we're going to have an amazing life and buy a house and have a, a dog and more children. I'm like, oh my God, fuck that. No freaking chance was that happening. No chance. With strong, strong energy um, behind me, I'd had enough. Two years later, I actually felt like this beautiful, strong, 
yet gentle push from almost like my whole ancestry spirit, my guides, myself, my higher self. It was like, Megan, you need to do this now. And I left. I left with my boy and I left and I stayed with my girlfriend um, until I found my own place. And then my life began. We share, par- share parented him from the age he was two and he's 22 now. So that was just fantastic. Um, really, really a huge time in my life. I then, I was alone from the age he was two and enjoying finding myself again. I was living on this beautiful 50 acre property out in Talabudra Valley on the Gold Coast here. And it was just so serene and so beautiful and so healing. And he just, he went to his dad's just two nights a week. So I was, as much as I hated that and I missed him because he was still so young, I, 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 somewhere in there I knew he needed to have a relationship with his dad. And eventually I started enjoying some time by myself out in the rainforest and time by um, f- time to find myself and time to rebuild. I was just in pieces and I was 24, um, 25, 26, just embarking on my life with a little boy, um, which was very scary, but more so probably very exciting when I got the courage to, to leave that um, very toxic relationship. I, I definitely was reborn. <laughs> I think you rebirth a lot through your life. I'm 47 now and I have an incredible husband whom I just love with every inch of my being and he has allowed me to die and be reborn lots of times through our incredible soul connection and we have two amazing daughters. Um, I might talk about that in another podcast but yeah, Whew. yeah, <laughs> that feels really, really good. This is heading out on my social media pages and I'm really proud of it. So I don't allow that birth experience and the fact that I felt I failed at birth and what that obstetrician did to me, I don't allow that to define me as the person I am today anymore. I did for a long time. I also felt being a birth worker and a doula and now a hypnobirthing practitioner and I just love it so much. It's hard, for, well it was hard for me to share that story because I'm like I want all these women to have the best birth experience whether that be a vaginal birth, uh, no intervention or an induction with an incredible outcome or we go along this beautiful birth and she needs to have a cesarean. I don't want her to feel like she's alone frightened that she's failed that someone's abandoned her because that's not cool I know there's an element where the birthing couple need to to find that right team but some people don't know that which is why I'm trying to get that out on um on my social media in my work I'm trying to as much as I can get the message across that you need Education. You need support. You need a doula. You need your birth partner to know what is happening so they can be there for you so much. And I love getting messages back from my couples. Oh, my God, he was amazing. Um, he knew exactly what was happening. He kept me accountable. He kept me relaxed. He kept me on track. And then, yeah, if, I, if my couples don't do hypnobirthing and I'm their doula, it is... We do so much work on so many layers. I love supporting VBACs. I've had, I've had the privilege of being in a birth space where that VB2AC 
which is a vaginal birth after two cesareans or a VBAC, vaginal birth after a cesarean and she has the most amazing vaginal birth. Oh my goodness, that is so rewarding, not only for me, but obviously for the couple. It's very scary for them. We work through a lot of layers of fears through hypnosis, relaxation techniques, breathing, um, yeah, just allowing them to come up, looking at why her body failed her the first time, why she failed her the first time, why her team failed her, how we can prevent that happening the next time. So if you're a VBAC birthing mum in my area, yes, 100% yes, contact me. I have two um, VBACs, three VBACs coming up. One is a VBA2C and I know if you listen to this, um, I can't wait to be there by your side when you have this birth that you are so wanting to have um, because we've discussed what happened in the first two and we're going to discuss it more. So I'm absolutely wrapped to be a doula for couples in that, in that, with that scenario because I have a personal experience with it. So <laughs> thank you so much for letting me express let go of, let that mask go, uh, reveal part of my true self, which is, what is my true self, mamma mia, Um, I am courageous, I am loved, I have an incredible family and an amazing audience that I am so grateful for, I love my body, I love being a woman, I'm in charge of my body. I'm in charge of my life. I'm manifesting an incredible life for myself every moment of every day, very consciously. And I want to inspire you to do the same. So thank you from the center of my entire being and from the bottom of my heart. Thank you.